Before you go, there is one question, an important one. The others will have to know. So what is it? I've never seen one before. No one has, but I'm guessing it's so... Red Wolf Podcast! Hello, hello. Welcome to So What Is It? A Red Wolf Podcast. Now, we are up to White Hole. Um... I won't talk about so what it is it too much. I just welcome my fellow podcasters with me. We uh, on my screen I have Matty in the corner. I have uh, Matt in another corner, and in the top right corner I've got Ramesses Niblet the third. Kaplunk, kaplunk. Whoops, where's my thribble with us? Hey, hello, Ramesses. <laughs> oh dear. I'd prefer you to call me Gilbert. <laughs> oh well, it's good to see you all here for this. Oh, I don't want to big it up too much, but this monumental episode of Red Dwarf, where where we get our title from. Matty, did you spot that? I did. <laughs> I did spot that, yes. Is that, is that what all the excitement was about when you were saying about, I don't want to say anything, but the next episode, is this what you were on about? Partly. Okay, yeah, partly. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take a baseline test, though. Did you enjoy it? I thought it was all right. Oh, someone punch him out. Right, moving on. Matt. Matt. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I think there's elaboration that's needed there from, from Matty there. This was just baseline. This was just baseline. We will elaborate on his incorrectness in just a moment. <laughs> yeah, we know. I, do you know what? Before we start recording, I just sat here and poor went live. I just went, okay, this is going to be a tough one. <laughs> We haven't even got uh, into uh, the how the comedy works section. <laughs> right. Looking forward to that this week. Yeah. Another hole mentioned. Right. Anyway, back to me. Um, so I don't know what episode he was watching, but all I can say is excellent. Yeah. Good. If that's good, a baseline good. response. Dan, how are you feeling about it after all these years? I'm feeling good about it after all these years. I'm still feeling good about it after all these years. It had some brilliant moments. In my opinion, a lot of brilliant moments. A great episode. Um, so, oh, this is, I mean, the so what is it, a white hole moment, is the sort of Del Boy falling through a bar of Red Wolf, really, isn't it? It's. Is this the greatest spotted um, um, so what is it? Because after oh, the definitely. previous yeah. lesser spotted. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Right. It's the don't tell him Pike moment of Red Dwarf, I would say. You know, you, you still see this mentioned all over the place. So what is it? There's a white hole. You know, um, oh, I know I'm misquoting already. So what is it? I've never seen one before. Nobody has. And so on. <laughs> but I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do favourite bits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too excited. I had a warm, fuzzy feeling watching this one, I have to say. Um, All right, breathe, breathe, <laughs> breathe. I'm fine, thank you, Susan. Uh, Dan. <laughs> oh, look. Give us a many, good moment. Many moments that have that have I've remembered down the years. Uh, probably one of my favourite lines uh, is the is the last line. You know, Crichton, Mr. Rimmer, I should like to take this opportunity of saying that you are the most obnoxious, trumped up, farty little smeghead it has ever been my misfortune to encounter. Definitely talking of farty smegheads, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us a moment. Um, no, um, I think definitely my funniest moment for me was the um, obviously with Holly trying to trying to have a conversation with the toaster without him mentioning 
some type of muffin or toast or anything. The, toast, the toaster, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I the mean, toaster. the toaster was a big part of this one. Absolutely doodly. I mean, I forgot to say howly doodly do at the beginning. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the missed opportunity. It was. I'm going to re-record that. How do you doodly do? Uh, right, I'm putting that back in. <laughs> Matt, go on, hit us with one. I don't know where to start, actually, because there was the, um, Rimmer had some absolutely amazing epic lines. Um, uh, shout out to Space, Space Corps Directive coming in from, from Crichton. Oh, yeah, but we're, like, we're, we're going to get to Space Corps Directive, yeah. Yes, we will, we will. But I like uh, my first one's going to be Rimmer's Directive 271, no chance, you metal bastard. Um, <laughs> but then they went on to elaborate about him talking about um, Captain Oates. Uh, hang on, and, and hang Scott. on. Uh, I'm going to cut this out because yeah. that's my moment. You chose, you chose well, <laughs> your Space Corps well, Directive. Okay, I'm coming back uh, right back at you with uh, with uh, mentioning Ramesses Niblet the Third, which was going to be my one. <laughs> uh, so tit for tat. Okay. 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 Right, well, so I'll tell you what, you... We'll, we'll, we'll we'll take it as a joint effort then, shall we? So I mean, okay. too many moments to Wait. mention, but I was going to come in with the thing about capture notes. The thing you got to remember about capture notes. <laughs> capture notes. <laughs> capture notes. Brat. Was a brat. <laughs> <laughs> The whole bit uh, was just brilliantly rendered, wasn't it? Fantastic, brilliant Rimmer. I mean, yeah. I mean, for, I for mean, me, this this is an episode a bit like we had with Polymorph, where um, it's just eminently quotable throughout with so many great lines. But that's my opinion. That's my let, let's go to the Salpus. Um, <laughs> I mean, we like a bit of friction. We do like a bit of friction to, to, to liven up our conversation. Oh so when you said it was okay, is that what you actually feel? <laughs> or are you just saying that for some kind of comedy effect? No, no, no. It did not... It it sounds really bad because I know how you guys have all talked about it. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't a bad episode, but it... Correct. To it me, wasn't a bad episode. No, it wasn't. Right. To me, it was a middle-of-the-road episode. I hate to say it, but to me, it was a little bit middle-of-the-road. Now, no one can see right now as we're recording, but the sigh that everyone has just done when I said that, <laughs> I could just see this big sigh come from all of you. It, I don't say it was bad. I'm not saying it's bad. There were plenty of funny moments. There were a couple little things that I picked out as well, which, which you know, pricked my ears up a little bit. But, um, yeah, for me, it was just more middle of the road. Moose brain. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's difficult, obviously, if, if you... So, let's let's go through it a little bit. The toaster, the toaster. Howdy doodly do. How's it going? I'm Talky, Talky Toaster, your chirpy breakfast companion. Talky's the name. Toasting's the game. Now, obviously, I went on record a long time ago saying that the toaster in series one didn't quite work for me. Um, obviously, this is a big return. As, as as a youngster, I think the toaster was one of my absolutely favourite things. I'm not quite sure it's quite as clever as i once thought but yeah it's still an an energetic fun start to this episode what do you think matt yeah i know you were when we were in series one you were talking about how the toaster was irritating this toaster irritated me <laughs> but there was a couple of things that, that were great like in the boot up sequence crapola ink which, <laughs> I, yeah, which i thought was brilliant but funnily enough, um, fact of the week, the guy doing the voice is actually the guy that played the Crichton, the original Crichton. David Ross, is it, I think? David Ross, yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. So he's doing the voice at uh, this time. 
um, I found the toaster extremely irritating. Totally in a negative, what, in a what negative way? Because, yes, he's meant to be irritating. Yes, yes. So it, it was meant to be irritating, so it worked. He <laughs> yeah. winds me up, man. <laughs> it only helps me sympathise as if I needed any help with, with Lister that he views the toaster in the same way that I do. Uh, you're absolutely right. He's supposed to be irritating and totally, yeah. totally nailed it. I have to say, if I'm honest, I thought that whilst there was some some really good toaster bits, I thought that both times uh, they overdid it. I thought there were some really, really good bits they could have stopped, but they went round yeah. again. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they had a bunch of toaster lines and they just made damn sure they used them all. I thought there were some really good bits, but I, you know, we've said this before, you know, repetition, you only notice it as a repeat if you're not enjoying it as much. And I, I, you know, I began to enjoy the toaster bits less as they went on. There was some really, really good stuff. I completely agree with you, Matt, but I felt in both times they could have trimmed it. Well, this was my yes. the, how the comedy is working moment of the week. This regular <laughs> segment oh, in our go. podcast. And Clapping. you seem to be sort of agreement because obviously we have the thing of the rule of three, don't we? And things happening three times, the third time is the sort of the charm, really. And they went, they did go past that. They, they did, but, but I wonder if they did that deliberately because when um, Toaster was talking to Holly in that second scene with him and, and, he went, would you like some toast? Would you like a crumpet? And then the third question you probably thought was going to gonna be the serious one, and he went in for the uh, toasted tea cake, didn't he? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it took for the fourth time to get to that. Wasn't that third time too much? Should he gone for the serious question then? That, I mean, that was that was my thoughts thinking along those lines. I'd agree with it because I thought the final question, given that God is infinite and given that the universe is also infinite, would you like a toasted tea cake? I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But by the time we got there, they'd begun to lose me. So yes, I completely agree. <laughs> I mean, they, they kept going because they were trying to get Holly exasperated, but I think Holly at that point was already exasperated. So I don't necessarily think they need to, but you know. That is not answering my question. No, I would not like a crumpet. I guess it's difficult. I mean, you you wonder how much they workshop these things when they're writing to find out what works well and what doesn't, you know, because um, there were some brilliant, brilliant lines. I mean, I've actually written obvious but great on my notes because it's all mm. like, you know he's going to ask the question. So it is that thing of almost like we were talking about last week of the expectation is there. You know he's going to ask and it's just how he's going to ask it. Ah, so you're a waffle man. Oh, yeah, there are some great lines. I get an interesting question i suppose about the about workshopping it because they are a writing duo then perhaps you know they are you know they they would consider i mean i don't know actually what their method was did they sit down together or did they sit down and uh, separately and then come together i I don't know that's perhaps an interesting question perhaps not but you know my my instinct i don't know my instinct is it was together yeah, and perhaps that was their process and they felt that if they could make each other laugh, I mean, you think about, you know, writers who, who work as a pair, whether they sit down together or they come together, you know, the, if I can make the other one laugh, I know I've got something, yeah. you know, Jones and Palin or, or you know, Idle and Cleese, whatever. I mean, not necessarily putting these guys in, in, uh, in the Python. Um, Milligan, Cleese, Everett. But they, get, <laughs> but they get close on occasion. Bolton Simpson. <laughs> well, yeah, they, and and perhaps that's the that's their process, that's their workshop. You know, they don't they didn't miss much in this episode. They did not miss many at all. 
I think, I mean, although we're being hypercritical here, I think this is an example of an episode where there was there wasn't much wasted. Every line was useful and almost excellent, in my opinion. Matty, still on the toaster. Um, how do you feel about the toaster coming back? David Ross, as the voice, may have been irrelevant. I don't know if you looked that up or not. Mm-hmm. Um, um, did you find it irritating? Was the toaster funny to you? Good little character, good little start. Um, I found like the, the the thing for me for the toaster was I think it was kind of I didn't find him very obviously it was a different voice and things, but I didn't find him very different from the first time. It was <laughs> it was to me it really felt like in the beginning he was kind of irritating, and it wasn't like they it was just like he continued to be the same level of irritating. I can obviously they put him a bit more into the story and it was a bit more involved. When you say the first time, do you mean the first series? Or? I mean the first series, like right at the beginning. Yeah, I can't disagree with you more, really. <laughs> this is what it's but about. However, next week, it's, you'll it's a pattern. <laughs> no, I mean, that's fine. But I, that's, I mean, obviously, I knew the toast was coming up here. So when we were watching the toast in the first series, I was feeling it didn't work so well. They repeated stuff, didn't they? They had the raison d'etre. I toast, mm. therefore I am. And we had a similar thing in Waiting for God back in Series 1. Mm. So, but, Matty, I, I did interrupt you. Um, I, I don't, don't get me wrong, because I did like I did like the toaster, right? And my, my, my problem with this episode is not the toaster at mm. all. Um, I thought, like I said, I toasted... Oh, see, there's a problem now. <laughs> oh, no, I can get... I, when, <laughs> yes, there is a standard problem that I have with this one, but I'm sure we're going to get into that, and I'm very happy that I'm in a separate room from all of us right now as I say it when it comes to it. I mean, yeah, we bring our polo mallets and uh, lump hammers <laughs> with us. But my, uh, one of my Come favorite, on out with it. One of my favourite lines I've got written in is that I toast, therefore I am, because that did make me laugh. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with the toaster as much. I just thought he was the same level of toaster that he was in the first series. Listeners, no listeners you can send feedback to us. <laughs> what was your problem then? What was the, what, sorry that didn't mean that. What's your problem then? What's your problem with the episode then? So my problem with the episode was Holly. It was the fact that Holly, obviously Holly has been very. Uh, been the parts have been getting smaller and smaller and this was very much a part that was very in the beginning very heavily involved around holly and then they gave holly obviously this higher iq they could have done so much with it but yet they gave it a i've only got a few minutes bye and then there was so little of holly used when holly was kind of the main part of the storyline they could have done so much more with holly but even in a story where she as holly is very heavily involved she was still put in the absolute minimal amount and in a way, it, that's what kind of my problem was with the episode. I think they should have done so much more with the massive IQ and all the, all the things that they put in, the fact that she was a hologram in the middle and all of that. And I just thought, why didn't you do more? You could have done so much more with her. I get the idea of, you know, she, she only had a limited amount of time and the numbers were moved around and all of that. But they, I reckon they just could have done so much more with it. And that that was my main problem with the episode I, I i understand what you're saying i think mm. i think okay. the problem is the problem we've had previously where holly is disappearing as a part uh, as opposed to this episode yeah if you see what i mean but because if if it was if it was as it was in series two and holly's involvement was the same amount as normal and then you got this episode you wouldn't be feeling that would you no i don't know i probably wouldn't but i think the fact that in especially the last couple of series, since Holly has changed, she's been smaller and smaller. I think as a writer, I would go, right, this is an episode around Holly. Let's really try and 
put Holly back almost like in a level of at least for one episode, like almost like her former glory. Like make you could do so much with it. The high IQ, but all they did was just say, okay, she has to go quiet and turn the electrics off. I just think there's so much more that could have been done. Having begun to explore what was possible, you know, we had that little exchange about where, you know, oh, she could she could build a time machine and, and they had that little bit about where would you live in history. That that was good. I think that's so, optimistic yeah, I, on Lister's part. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was, but at the same time, I understand having introduced and begun to suggest all the things that you could do with Holly to then have those taken away because of the, the, the other plot, the next plot device was, I, I understand the frustration. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. I, I, I kind of, I kind of understand too, but I did feel that Holly had a bit more this week. I mean, it wasn't massive, and the bit where they were talking about, you know, she's gone kind of bonkers and banging her head on the screen, and, and then she does it. <laughs> that was brilliant, hilarious. My problem with the the episode, and it's only little. Oh, you've got was... a problem now. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Thank you. My problem with the episode is the fact that the, they're talking about restoring Holly's IQ. And it was only a very... Uh, I was thinking, have I missed something? Have I watched the wrong episode? And did the thing that Matty and I have said before, where you stop. And I had a look on, on Wikipedia. Is this... Oh, yeah, right. The next one is this one. Hmm. Thinking, I, I've missed something. And it was only when Kat said... Saying, oh yes, that iron storm really did her head in. Yeah, that, was, thought, that oh, seemed like an that's... added thing afterwards, didn't it? Mm. Yes, it did. And it's like they've obviously did it. it, it and it's and I, yeah, maybe that was ADR in 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 the edit afterwards because it's like we do actually have to give an explanation as to what has happened to Holly. And I just kind of thought, oh, all right then, okay, fair enough, right, we'll move on. But no, you know, that, that's that was not... a strange one. And and again, yeah, it's sort of a, when you say it's a problem, it's sort of. I mean, she's always been senile and, and lost her IQ ever since series one. He was going, he was do-lally. Um, and at the beginning of series three, it said, you know, the increase in the erratic computer. So it's always been a feature. So personally, I didn't think they needed that extra line about the ion storm, which was a little bit tacked on. So that was an unnecessary thing. Mm. Right, it didn't take anything away from the episode for me it's it's it did seem like a thrown in let's throw in an explanation for some people who not keeping up or something but i mean i could barely hear that line myself i had to sort of listen to it a couple of times and put subtitles on to mm -hmm. get what was being said to be honest so it it seemed unnecessary see but this hey, is babe. what's interesting we're all finding the little flaws now all of you started off saying it's the best episode and now look at everyone's everyone's finding these no, little flaws it's, it's not flaws unnecessary it's, no it's no. a different level massive different okay. thing <laughs> Because we we are critiquing, yes. And so that involves, you know, you know, oh, I love this, I love this, I love, th I love that too. Bye, thanks for listening. Cute <laughs> you know, titles. Yeah, exactly. We could have gone into holes, but I mean, it. It's the whole. Yeah, for me. Yeah, it, I don't. I don't know. I did not dislike this episode. I just thought it. It was a good episode. It could have been an incredible episode. It was an incredible episode. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. So I can't win. <laughs> yeah, yes, listeners, uh, if you're wondering, yes, I am treated like this regularly. I'm not. I'm not treating you like anything. I'm just stating my opinion that um, we've, been, we've been talking about our top five episodes, and we're going to do a feature on that later. Uh, 
this is in there for me definitely this is in my top five episodes absolutely dan you're with me on that aren't you i know you are <laughs> yeah no pressure this is a this is an absolute belter it has got talked about you know space core directives we've, we've had that come back in we've had uh either callbacks or uh moments that that i know potentially will be revisited there were some cracking cracking lines i mean it was interesting i think on reflection that as with some of the previous episodes, certainly early on, you've got, you know, the episode is called, named after, and, and ostensibly about something that actually isn't encountered until very deep into the episode. We don't actually see the white hole and it become apparent until, you know, about we've 20 minutes been going in. for quite some time. Um, but it didn't suffer for it. It really no. didn't. The, if I was going to be ultra critical, the, 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 you know, the episode, you know, there were a lot of set pieces in the episode. Uh, as opposed to it flowing in the way that some of them have, but it it, it didn't need to be a pacey story. It, it just had some just really really good scene after really really good scene. There were lines that were potentially unnecessary, but you know that is being overly critical. There was. There I thought it flowed back. honestly. I thought it flowed really well. Um, yes, there was like about five different sections, but I thought yeah. it went and segued into the next one really well from the from the toaster to the where they were fixing it up back to the toaster and holly and then making their way up there and that section onto starbuck at the end i you know i thought that the structure was great and holly ha- and, and hattie hayridge has shown that she's another one who can you can go cross-eyed with just one eye <laughs> which i thought like like um craig charles did a previous episode oh i thought it was both uh, eyes. But I, I i loved her 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 makeover her um intelligent makeover she would say and she looked fabulous and um yeah the all-off thing was was amusing and um obviously you've already mentioned that i'm fine thank you susan with the um <laughs> using Crichton as a battering ram which was hilarious <laughs> i have to say i do have to say that rimmer did have some absolute i know i've said it before Rimmer did have some absolute recall because the bit when they were talking about the, uh, the Eskimo old people okay. kind of story. Absolutely. That's why there's no Eskimo word for Eastbourne. <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the all-time great lines. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had Captain Ives, we had Eastbourne. Brilliant stuff. The yeah. idea that he wants to march across Europe with uh, one of the world's finest generals and kill Belgians. <laughs> Marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the only character to possibly lose out a little, a little bit is uh, Lister. But even even he has one of my favourite things that I've used for years afterwards with the uh, starting to smell like the inside of a packet of dry roasted peanuts in here, you know. He did, he did. And of course, in the end, as much as I think you're probably right, he didn't have uh, all, all, the, all the greatest lines, he saved the day. Yeah, he did all the great lines, yeah. Dave yeah. Cinzano Bianco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know how to make oxygen. It's got something to do with plants and endonosis. That was brilliant as well. <laughs> but, and I noticed, I put funny, but where's the laugh? There was no laugh. You know, I thought that was brilliant. There was here, in this room. <laughs> but look, we haven't talked about the cat too much. I mean, again, I mean, I was praising cat uh, last week with the great little lines. He, he was brilliant again this yeah. episode for me. I, I mean, just no down... the cat, was there? No, not at all. Not at all. Down to his way he smiled when when um he was looking at Crichton about the battering ram. <laughs> Just turned him and gave a little smile. I mean, it's and these things we've got to watch out for him doing the insult. But the things are looking up already, and uh, 
I'm not asking you to do anything I wouldn't do. You? You'd sacrifice your life for the good of the crew? No, I'd sacrifice your life for the good of the crew. And Candid Nostrils. And Candid Nostrils. I mean, this is quintessential Red Dwarf. This is the bee's knees. <laughs> It's, it's got it right. right. Got it right. Yeah. There is a uh, spin-off uh, podcast coming uh, called "So Who the Hell Does He Think He Is?" A podcast dedicated to Matty, where we yeah, just about him not liking oh. Oh. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't complaining about Matty. I was just saying, from my point of view, this is quintessential Red Dwarf. That's, no, that's all I'm saying. I'm thinking if it would be the spin-off, it would be Matt hates the cat, an alternative Red Dwarf podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the cat in this episode, Matty? I loved the cat. The cat is such an incredible character. Hey. I don't know what I would do without him. <laughs> no, to be fair, the cat did shine very much in this episode. Obviously, the so what is it? So what is it? I've never seen one before. No one has, but I'm guessing it's a white hole. It was, it was kind of, when I watched it, I did go, oh, okay, yeah. But, um, <laughs> it, was, um, but it was... It, it, <laughs> It was, but the cat did shine on this one. I would say the cat probably shone more than any other character to me in this episode. So what is it? So there you go. Oh, good, good. That's something. Only joking. I mean, it's great. Mm. Well, they had no power, and um, he was making a oh. list of power devices with um, with the bike, and it's like and he's there with a hair dryer. Yeah. And I thought, oh yeah, it's just what he wants to do his hair. But no, trying to cook eggs, and how do you want yours? Permed or blow dried? Oh, yeah. <laughs> eggs, and I was like, great. I mean, it's, it's a stupid situation. This is what I love. The comedy element of this stupid situation is sort of like, where you go? Absolutely. My turn on the electric blanket. <laughs> Wake me up in eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. I, I particularly enjoyed Cat trying to be helpful to Lister, having having said he's you know or, you know he's he's going to vote with uh, Lister. He knows. You mean gerbil face? He knows Rim is right, but he can't possibly vote for somebody with that dress sense. But but then he's trying to big up. Then he's trying to big up Lister and saying, I've seen him play all night, knocking those stripy balls around. He's never lost a single one down any of those holes. That was that was him turning around to, to Holly and pointing out that, you know, he'd spotted the pattern in the game of chess. That was him being helpful, stupid. But yeah. again, he carried it off really, really nicely. I, 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 I Jesus, I agree with Matty. I think Cap was great in this episode. Oh God. <laughs> Here, I've got a not complaint. For... I've got a complaint. I'm not. Oh, Matt's oh, got a complaint. Sorry, I, was... Yay. I was just going to say when Kat said about I'm not voting for the Brian Nylon party, <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, does anyone actually remember Brian Nylon? They used to sell it at Lewis's. <laughs> they probably did. They probably did sell it at Lewis's. My sister used to do this really annoying thing where she'd shuffle her feet on when she had a Brian Nylon ninety, and they'd come behind me and give me an electric shock because it was Carry just stat it's really staticky, horrendous. Anyway, my complaint. This might go out. Here we go. Um, playing pool. She's topped it. That's going to end up in someone's pint of beer. Now, if you're putting top on a ball, that that's not going to come off the table, is it? It's if you put, you know, screw on the ball, too deep screw on the ball, then you lift the ball off the pool table. If you're putting top on it, it's going to stay flat. He called it a felt ripper. Fair enough. Yeah. But so how's it, how's it going to come off the table? 
you know oh, what I'm saying? Listen to John Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact how you always say about whenever I say a little hole in the story, and you're like, "Well, it's Red Dwarf." You know, we just we yeah, 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 we just we just accept it. You know, but now, of course, more about that next week. Yeah, more about that. We're going to that next week. But you're having now talking about the way that he hit the ball about as a plot, as a plot hole. No, no, how he talked about hitting. The oh, how he talked about hitting the ball. Right. Okay. Understand, Moose Brain. Bearing in mind that that was him attempting to prove his bona fides and credentials as the guy who should take this shot, then yes, I think that uh, that un- that misunderstanding of pool cue trigonometry is, uh, is 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 important. I was just trying to get on your way, Matthew, and find unnecessary, you know, things with it. About <laughs> oh. oh, such fun! <laughs> such fun! <laughs> I'm, no. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> okay. Um, can, we got... can we pause? Can we pause no, no, we're keeping, this, we're keeping it in. No, I... Hello, outtakes. Can you, can you just pause for a second? I really need to go to the loo. <laughs> a Red Dwarf Podcast. <laughs> And <laughs> continue. Come on, King of the Cube. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, that was Matty Cinzano Bianco Wilson. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Paul Robeson <laughs> on dope. Yeah, I didn't get the reference. Old Man River. Oh, old Man River, yeah. Right. I didn't, okay. get, I didn't get it years ago as, as a kid. I. I either looked it up or got it later on yeah i wondered that when i when i said it, i thought i wonder as you as 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 do you when you were watching it whether you would have got that no, I didn't. but i obviously i yeah i know who paul Robson is no they didn't didn't land yes. back in the day but I, yeah, I get it a bit more now but, but, <laughs> but there yeah. were a few sort of dating and geographical references that would say this is this is a, a british sitcom of the time with we, there's him there's there's the Eastbourne reference. There's Cinzano Bianco, which I don't know if you can still get. And I, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. I wouldn't like to, but yeah, is it really that hard to get out of bait? Dave Cinzano Bianco Lister, because once I was on the table, you couldn't get rid of me. We may never know. Are, are you saying? Uh, are you taking the reference as spilling Cinzano Bianco on a pool table? Well. He was saying once you get him on the table, like Cinzano Bianco, once he's on the table, you he's a bugger to get off. Oh, I, t- I took it as no one wants to drink Cinzano Bianco. <laughs> That's what I took it as. Yeah. Fair enough. I have no idea what I mean, any of you are going on about right now. Because so it really it's, it's clear, so I wouldn't have thought it would be that difficult to get yeah. out of um, I mean, so many ways to interpret are we, are, we deba- <laughs> are we debating the washing instructions on bays now, are yeah, we? Yeah. <laughs> so what is it? I've never seen one before. No one has, but I'm guessing it's a white hole. A white hole? Now, I, I feel as though we whizzed through this. I mean, I'm not sure there's ma- that much more to talk about. Theme-wise, obviously, there's the technology thing and living without technology. A fine point to make, I guess. We often talk about it here. Oh, what was it like without smartphones? What was it like before the internet, etc., etc.? But, mm. but um, I think I think once you make the point, there's not a great deal more to say about it, really, is there? I mean... It's a nice one to raise, but it's hardly as deep. Maybe the toaster was deeper with I toast, therefore I am. I'm looking at everyone now, and they're all scanning their notes. Uh, we are. You know, looking for something else to talk about. 
but <laughs> should we let's do let's do another round i'm sure we've got something else um just we want to highlight so let's do that and then probably work our way towards the end so i don't think we've missed too much out now we've we've done a quote session we've talked about a couple of things there is a bit more to say when we were talking uh, was talking about my favorite bit earlier on and you would wouldn't let me say the bit about um <laughs> Uh, Captain Oates, because you, well, you know the rules. We didn't actually say the line. <laughs> you know you the rules. <laughs> no, the fact is that Oates was a prat, and he'd have whacked. Um, Rimmer would have whacked Scott over the head with a frozen husky, <laughs> and, and then eaten him. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I feel stupid for asking here, but uh... dabbing up the gravy. Who's Captain Oates? Oh no! Is there that what go. it is? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is where you're going wrong. This is why you're not getting the episode. This oh, okay, that's why. Oates. So, 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 can explain? You know who's Scott? You know, Scott of the Antarctic. You know Scott of the Antarctic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of his right-hand men, explain notes. You know, because they were they were in dire trouble. There was no not enough food for all of them to survive. So he sacrificed himself by leaving the tent and going to die in the cold. Funny enough, um, linked in with the Eskimos and taking off their pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's Captain Oates, and, and the famous quote is, "I'm going to go outside now. I may be some time, as Crichton says." Maybe some time, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I um, see. So, so that's the quote you say when you're going to sacrifice yourself in some way. Is that maybe some time? <laughs> yes, but the thing is about Captain Oates. The thing you have to remember about Captain Oates, Captain Oates, Captain Oates was a prat. Good, you know what? Now you told me that this is by far my favourite episode of the series so yes, far. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's, it's a win. <laughs> Oh, excellent! <laughs> don't ca- don't cave quite so quickly. <laughs> no, um, um. So yes, I mean the frozen husky stuff and Captain Oates bludgeoning him to death and dabbing up his gravy with the instant mash. With the last packet, <laughs> last packet of instant mash. I mean, yeah. That's what I mean. This is just all too good. I can't help it. Comedy. Doesn't that take you? Doesn't that take you back though? Instant mash. <laughs> oh, I never used to have that when I was a, when I was at university. Oh, smash. Yeah, there was a time I went to, in my childhood when I, I thought I liked Instant Mash and I pleaded with my mum to buy it and then this tub of Instant Mash sat there for like, three years not being used. Nasty. Oh. Yeah, it's, a, it's oh, yeah. an example of just because technology allows you to do something doesn't mean that you should. Yes. <laughs> we have the technology to freeze-dry this. Don't. Yeah, exactly. It's a it solid freeze yeah. yeah, Yeah, but even that was good with the Eskimos and took them outside removed their pajamas i mean that's just <laughs> that's just stupid I'm trying, to, trying to picture what eskimo pajamas look like well, this is what i mean it's just, a, like it's just a... the rest of eskimo <laughs> it's just a great ha- obviously pc but we must uh, acknowledge that uh, this is in a time when there was a crossover between eskimo and inuit people it did great. occur to me that um that you probably wouldn't use that term now but i was um i was laughing so I didn't write it. I down. wonder if they would have I wonder if they would have a design on their pajamas and maybe if it would be fish. I know what I'm doing. I am not pished. So I mean even so there was there were still more um insults we haven't even mentioned. I mean even Holly using moose brain. Yes. <laughs> and uh Kat saying Stan and Ollie will be back. You know, it was just a cool little slip in there. I mean Yeah. Yeah. Just like I say, I, for me there's just there were so many lines that just it just all went by and was so smoothly now guys we've we've had a big giggle this episode we've been um well we're not professional any time but we've been less than professional <laughs> today probably my fault because i'm just getting into the enjoying it <clears throat> too much um holding this episode in high esteem as i do 
maybe exaggeratedly so. I don't know. Sorry, Matty. Um, <laughs> is there anything else we want to mention before we reach the close of this episode? I'm Go fine. on, Matt. I'll give you the first bite of this cherry because I only let you mention four things before. Well, thank you very much, you, you jammy goid. Well, I don't think I have very, um, very much to actually mention. But um, um, I did used to say I did used to have someone that would always say the word pished when they were drunk. So when 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 Lister said I'm not pished, it brought back a, a memory. But it's only a very brief one from me. That's okay. it. Fine, fine. Of course, we have the moment with uh, with Crichton saying, yes, a good plan, sir, with only two minor drawbacks. It's about the lasers. Hey, I got it. We laser our way through. Ah, an excellent suggestion, sir, with just two minor drawbacks. One, we don't have a power source for the lasers. And two, we don't have any lasers. Now, I think this is going to be a recurring thing, if I remember rightly. This may come up two or three times mm-hmm. again. So, so when I'm saying this is quintessential dwarf this is there's a few things in here the cat insults him being slightly daft him not caring the the, the space core stuff the uh, the the drawback plans yeah it's um there's a lot of important writing in here now that will it remains to be seen whether it's overdone in the future but sorry and Crichton did say it, it, that would leave you galloping up diarrhea drive without a saddle Indeed. Dan, you got any last thing you want to mention before we well, sign off? You, you talk, we picked up on some good Crichton lines. There was one that just seemed to borrow from Matty. Random. I absolutely loved it. They're walking down the corridor. The power goes out. Do you know why we can't hear anything? And then, because there's no sounds to hear. Did, has Crichton gone peculiar? It was just yeah. it was totally out of character. I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. It just seemed thoroughly bizarre. But I think I feel as though it's it's, it's the uh, actors picking up on some of these lines yeah. and finding a good way to deliver them. Yeah. I, I wonder if the line was there. It's just a little pass passing by line, and uh, and he's just made something of it, I and mean, it is very funny. Really, mm, very much so. Matty, um, I'm not sure I should give you the last word, but was. <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to to bring up to celebrate White Hole? I'm fine, thank you, Susan. <laughs> I think we did mention that earlier, but yes, well worth <laughs> mentioning again. <laughs> well, fabulous. I'm I'm hoping that this has all sounded good and professional by the time it's edited and people are <laughs> listening to it, because I'm going to tell everyone now it wasn't as we recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you'd like to listen to the other half of this podcast, it will be available on our outtakes episode very soon. (laughs) The other three quarters. What, hysteria and descending into chaos? Yeah, that's coming at some point. At some point. Anyway, guys, uh, it it has been a pleasure. I've smiled a lot this evening, uh, laughed a lot, which is what it's all about. So uh, nice to see you, and uh, I will say goodbye from me, Matthew. Goodbye from me, Matt. Goodbye from me, Matty. And goodbye from me, Dan. It's goodbye for me, Ramesses Niblet the third. Kaplunk, kaplunk, whoops, there's my thribble. Oh dear. Pool God, King of the Qs, Prince of the Planet Potters. So what is it?
I've never seen one before. No one has, but I'm guessing it's a white hole. <laughs>